Bunker Banter! We are back on a spring meeting Tuesday at the Golf Club of Avon. I am joined, as always, by my pal, the Chief, Dennis Dungy. Denny, how are we doing this morning? Timmy, we're doing great, as always. Spring has sprung. As you noted, we're coming to you from the spring meeting here at the Golf Club of Avon. Uh, Lauren, our producer, is heading out on vacation tomorrow. And we couldn't miss an opportunity to clean up things from the, this past weekend's Masters, MLB opening weekend. So I think we have something else going on here today on the show, and I'm going to turn it back to you. Absolutely. We have a very special first-time guest on the show. Well, I guess we've had Ralph Mayo and some others, but uh, first in-studio guest uh, with the 37th president of our Connecticut section from Stanley Golf Course, Mr. Howie Friday. How are we doing today? Thank you very much. I'm not sure who canceled late, but I was happy I was able to step in in their place and join you guys for a little bunker banter. Absolutely. We are happy to have you. And I know, Denny, you want to get some things uh, squared away before we jump into uh, our banter here. Yeah, just a couple section highlights here before we get into our weekend wrap-up. Don't forget, registrations are open. Spring Pro Pro, Connecticut PGA Championship, Senior Open, filling up fast for those senior players here in the Connecticut section. Please sign up early. So we're not bumping guys in the field late. And then we also have the junior tour events are open too. All of those available on the section website, ctpga.com. And then it's a last call for PGA Hope instructor training. Next Monday, the 18th, we're going to be at the First Tee of Connecticut. Judy Alvarez, a PGA Hope instructor nationally, and a national award winner comes in and does a fantastic job with the training session. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, we got the spring meeting today. We kind of have a little one or two week lull. Obviously, a lot of stuff going on, but no no section events until May second, uh, which is the Spring Pro Pro. So we're looking forward to that. But again, with that said, let's dive into some banter from the weekend. Howie, certainly join in if you have any thoughts or comments. Uh, I just want to kick things off with the uh, I guess again another somber note. We had one last week with the passing of Mike Ballow Sr., but. You probably saw this weekend, 24-year-old Pittsburgh Steelers QB, Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately had a little accident or mishap. They haven't really said what happened, but uh, when you see something like that, uh, obviously that's a little tough pill to swallow for the NFL and all those teams. Absolutely, for especially for you know somebody so young as Haskins and you know obviously struggled a little bit getting in the league, but still a lot of uh, playing ahead of him and looking like he was going to possibly compete for the job this year with uh, Rudolph over there. They don't really have a true QB1 over in, in Pittsburgh, but that's obviously uh, you know, very low on the topics of, of things there. Obviously care about his family and everybody surrounding that whole situation, so that was definitely, like you said, Denny, a somber way to uh, kick off the weekend, really. I think that happened on Saturday. So. Yeah, so our, our, certainly our thoughts and condolences to the family there. Not that any of us knew him personally, but uh, again, uh, I think that's a tough hit when you see somebody that young uh, leave so early. So, um, But on to MLB opening weekend. Uh, I didn't catch what happened to the Yankees last night, uh, but the Phillies are off to a hot start, my friend. Three and one. They had a huge comeback win against the Mets last night. Five runs in the eighth inning to come back. The offense is on a roll. Phillies look good. Uh, yes, I caught. I, I heard the uh, the highlights on uh, the fan this morning, and you know 
obviously off to a good start, three and one. It's early. Every every fan likes to see their team off to a hot start. Uh, you know, Alec Baum had a little trouble fielding the baseball last night, but well, he didn't really have trouble fielding it. He had more trouble throwing well, it. Yeah. And listen, it's Philadelphia. The fans let him know about it. Yeah. Did you see his little <laughs> comment about? I, I uh, saw his comment, I hate but this I didn't place. Up on it. <laughs> he mouthed, I hate this place coming off the field, and they caught it quick, and they asked him about it. And to his credit, he, I mean, he obviously owned up to it. He can't get out of it, but then he you know, talked about how much he loves Philly and how passionate the fan base is. So uh, I think the Phillies are definitely contenders, and you know, former Yankee great Joe Girardi at the helm, is, uh, I think he's a great manager and certainly will, will help them uh, along the way. And uh, you, know, you mentioned the Yankees. They're off to a... I would call it a sluggish start. Two and two, happy to be two and two, considering they've been trailing in all four games. Uh, they came back and won the first two against the Red Sox, and then uh, continued their hitting woes the last couple games. And just you know, uh, Tyone at least gave him a serviceable, very good start actually last night uh, compared to the other guys who don't want to get out of like the third inning. Uh, Garrett Cole did not look great, but that's a, a lot of the starting pitchers. It looks like are being very much babied into the season here. Uh, still early, you like to see that they're at least 500, you know, when you're below 500 in that first weekend, it just kinda takes the wind out of your sails as a fan, but uh, I'm sure Howie saw some of that, and uh, love to hear his thoughts. I did not think it would be possible the Yankees would get shut out when Joey Gallo gets on base three times. <laughs> Great point. Not, not possible. I'm glad I, yeah. I'm not a better, but that would have taken long odds on that one. Yeah, they're already. everybody's already moved on from Gary Sanchez to the Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks punching bags for the Yankees this year. So we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, all the stuff with Aaron Judge. Contract that got leaked out. I think that was a very strategic move by Brian Cashman, leaking out the deal that he turned down. Uh, I personally thought it was a very fair deal. Uh, I didn't think that they were going to go to that seventh year. But uh, obviously, Judge thinks otherwise and uh, wants uh, some more dough there. So I would be very curious to see if he really does not negotiate in season and waits till after the World Series or if somehow they, they get something done here. Well, Timmy, it sounds like, by the way, they're playing, though. Maybe they can start uh, wheeling and dealing before the World Series. Hey, but. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the AL East is going to be loaded, so we'll, they're going to have to – they can't get, you know, too much into a hole. Uh, you know, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the, and the Blue Jays all look like very formidable opponents early on here. What makes it worse is the owner – uh, Steve Cohen from the Mets, who's going to be willing to open up his purse strings to, uh, if he gets a chance to with Judge. I mean, the Yankees just offered him to be the highest paid position player in baseball, but it uh, doesn't seem to be enough. No, and I think that's what Judge thinks, too. I think he can get a lot on the open market. He sees right across town, like you said, Steve Cohen is pretty much willing to spend whatever it takes. So if he has that monster year, I think he can get to the, the level of contract that he's, that he's looking for. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and speaking of things getting ugly, how about opening weekend? Two, the first two days of opening day of baseball, we had two bench-clearing brawls. Hopefully that's not a sign for the rest of the season. Getting after it, Danny. You are hyped up. <laughs> yeah. Who says baseball is boring? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so let's transition into the uh, Super Bowl of golf that took place this past weekend, the Masters. Obviously, down at Augusta, said last week that I've never been there. I don't know how he's ever been there. I know, Timmy, you haven't been there. We talked about doing Bunker Banner from there next year. But, we'll, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, but I thought it was pretty exciting. I mean, it wasn't your typical Masters where it came down to the wire. 
but obviously Scotty Scheffler, I mean, amazing play down there. Yeah, some great moments, obviously. You know, I think the, the lead-up with Tiger playing, and the, there's just a, a ton of buzz around just that in general, and uh, I think he delivered on those first two days, and just he, he looked pretty good the, that Thursday. Uh, obviously, he grinds a little, some great classic Tiger par saves there. Uh, just to get into the mix, obviously he didn't compete over the weekend. He looked like he was 150 walking around there, which is understandable given all his injuries, not just the, the leg and the ankle, but his, his back and everything like that. So just to see him competing was great. But, you know, you said it wasn't a, a close finish, but, you know, Scheffler could have really, I think, lost it early there and had a couple key on one with his far save. Obviously the chip in there because uh, uh, Cam Smith came out pretty hot to put some pressure on him. Uh, and Scheffler just, he stayed cool, calm, and collected, and obviously took home a, a relatively easy victory. Well, I have been to the Masters three times uh, and cannot wait to go again. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I have a man crush on Tiger Woods, so it was great to see him back in action, uh, you know, just competing, and, and that, that was fun to watch. But a couple of takeaways, and it's funny that you mentioned the brawls in baseball. I think what separates golf if you saw what happened towards the end of the tournament on 18 when McElroy and Morikawa both hold from the bunker, you know, the respect and the smiles and the hugs uh, is really what separates, you know, our game from, from others. And also, probably people didn't notice it, but when Scheffler was coming up the 18th hole, you know, Cam Smith kind of hung back and, and, and let him have his moment. So, you know, that, that was really terrific. I mean, Scotty Scheffler... Uh, is playing unbelievable golf, but he really is an easy guy to root for. You hear his family story. He's married his high school sweetheart. Seems like a wonderful young man. So, uh, you know, our game's in, in great shape, and, and, and I think, uh, you know, we're primed for a nice little run here with some of these young guys. Yeah, and even even the moment when uh, Hideki Mets or Hideki Matsui, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Matsuyama. <laughs> He's a great uh, yeah, athlete. He might be able to do it. Even, even the moment when Hideki Matsuyama uh, was putting on the green jacket uh, for Scheffler and then kind of walked off to the side, you know, again, giving Scotty his moment in the sun there um, on, t on TV. Uh, I thought it was awesome to see the crowds back in full force. I mean, it was amazing a couple times. You can't they see crowds. Back. Oh, sorry. No, no crowd. Sorry. <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of people that were uh, surrounding the different holes, especially Tiger, following Tiger. Uh, and then again at the end, uh, I, I also thought it was interesting. The changes to the course, I think, did play into, uh, you know, making it more difficult. Obviously, the weather conditions, but the 15th hole, traditionally a risk reward hole. If you can hit a good shot off the tee, you go for it in two. That second shot, you know, is is a risk reward shot but with the team being moved back 20 yards most of the guys were laying up still not an easy wedge shot in there but uh became more birdies and pars versus guys going for eagles and i i think that took away a little bit of the drama uh but again you know my pick was cam smith i was excited for the first 12 holes uh, or the first 11 holes i should say and then the 12th hole he kind of had his debacle there and uh scotty walked away with it and the calm, cool, and collective, Scotty Scheffler, uh, round three. I don't know if you guys were watching, but the rolling that happened. Just to be able to think kind of how he was thinking in that moment and to take the penalty and hit that shot that he did, I mean, was, was pretty amazing. So, uh, again, his scrambling ability is what won him that event. Hats off to Scotty for uh, raising that 
Masters trophy. I do have one other note for the Masters. I saw a little blurb somewhere that they started last year in 2021 that the Masters or Augusta recognizes a staff member, and this is going to be a new tradition going forward, that takes the green jacket after the green jacket presentation in Butler's cabin and transfers the jacket down to the 18th green to then have the ceremony outside. And this year they selected a gentleman that's on the maintenance staff that's been there for 50 years. And uh, the, how, you know, his involvement at the Masters, I think I'll try and get Lauren to post it on our social media pages. It's a pretty cool article. You know, the guy's responsible for the 12th hole. And interestingly enough, that was kind of the hole that came into play in this year's Masters. So I think that's a pretty cool tradition. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or any final thoughts on the Masters. Um, but, yeah, it was a great weekend. Yeah. No, I think you touched on a lot there. And, you know, going back to the, the redesigns and the, the penalty that Scheffler took, I thought the coverage was very good on all of it. I think they did a good job with the graphics, highlighting the different changes to each of the, the renovated uh, holes there. And obviously they were all over the penalty that he took there and good audio to kind of hear what they were talking about with the between the official and Scotty there. So all in all, I thought, uh, as always, as expected, Augusta came through and, and overachieved, and it was just a high-quality event uh, all around. And I was not aware of the story that you just said, but again, goes to a lot of the great things that I think Augusta does and just the tradition and great things that happen in golf. Um, I heard back to Matsuyama, he, he made a very great speech at the, I guess, the champion's dinner on whatever day they do that, and it was very moving, and the camaraderie with the guys seems to be at an all-time high on the tour, and uh, as we've said before, I think golf is in a very, very good place, obviously at the grassroots level, but also from a spectator level as well. Yeah, and interestingly enough, the Hideki speech, he did it in English, which I thought shows his respect for the Masters and Augusta Golf, uh, Augusta National Golf Course. He did a three-minute speech uh, in English, followed by Gary Player doing a one-minute speech in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. So, again, uh, a good weekend. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. I uh, want to transition a little bit here. As uh, you know, we have our special guest, Section President Howie Friday on. Uh, certainly happy to have you on. Couple thoughts from you, Howie, as we get into the season. Spring is here. Uh, I know Stanley Golf Course is humming over there with play. Uh, any thoughts? Any big changes, plans for the season that you have going on? We have a lot of stuff going on at, at Stanley. We are uh, we have implemented a new point of sale system, new website. We're putting Top Tracer in on the driving range. So I've really had uh, my hands full here early in the season. And as you said, when the weather's been good, we really have been very busy, which I think bodes well for all of us in, in this industry. I'm so excited to be here at the spring meeting. I mean, we haven't been in person in a few years. So, you know, listen, that's at the end of the day, that's what our association's about. It's about the camaraderie and getting together and, and networking. So I'm excited to see everybody and then play some golf. Awesome. And uh, many of the people know that you've served an unusual term as the president of the section almost four years, uh, filling the vacancy left when, uh, or filling the vacancy when John Stefan transferred out of the section. And then you had your own formal two-year term. Uh, does anything special stick, about, stick out about your time and or service? That's a great question. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been extremely rewarding. Um, you know, um, my kids reached a point where, you know, they were older and 
getting ready to leave the house. I just thought it was, you know, my chance to give back to, you know, the section and the association that has, you know, really just done so much for me in my life and, you know, provided, you know, so much for me. So, uh, no, it's been great. It's been great for me to uh, be involved. Uh, it keeps me connected to a lot of the younger people in our association. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's just been very rewarding. Cool. I, I, two more quick hitters for you. Uh, obviously, as an officer on the section board, you get to attend PGA national meetings. Uh, you've been hearing the work-life balance push. Obviously, everyone has their own opinions on the work-life balance thing, but what, do you have any thoughts or anything you can speak to on that? Well, work-life balance is something that uh, you, you guys know that I've, I've pushed hard for, and, and, uh, and I'm going to mention it again at today's meeting. It's something that we have to uh, talk to our employers or our boards about. Uh, I know I did last year when, I, when my new contract was up. They asked me you know, what I wanted, and I, and I said I want a better quality of life. And uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to you know, work any less hard, but we all need to find a better balance if we're going to you know, recruit new people to this industry, if we're going to you know, be better in our jobs, it's going to be if we have a, a, you know, somewhat of a, a work-life balance. Um, you mentioned uh, you know, the, the national level. You know, we have an election there, three great people running. Um, it's going to be a difficult decision as it was last time. The good news is uh, any one of those three uh, running for secretary are going to do a great job. But yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing to pick up the phone and tell somebody that, you know, you're, they're not your first choice. So I'm not really looking forward to that. Yeah, well, you've done, you've done a fantastic job uh, in your role there. Uh, and then speaking of elections, we have our own election here at the section this fall. Uh, the three officer positions obviously uh, will open up. And then we have two uh, board of director seat. Any words of encouragement for those that may be on the fence about throwing their name out there? can't believe I'm I'm now the old guy <laughs> sitting here saying the same thing that you know my predecessors have but you know get involved it, as I said earlier it is extremely rewarding whether you're unhappy with the current direction of the association or if you have new ideas or if you just want to get you know involved and in, and in, and again net in, include uh, improving your network of people you will not be sorry you know uh, you're getting in the room with your peers sharing ideas and, and again, just helping shape the direction of, of the section and our association. So uh, it's not as big a time commitment as people think. You know, we, we, we do a lot of our work in the winter and we kind of leave the summers to, you know, our jobs. So, uh, you know, don't let that stop you from putting your hat in the ring. Awesome. Uh, I just have one follow-up comment, but any questions pop into your mind, Timmy, for Howie, why we have him on the show? I think you, you covered everything, Dan. Awesome. Well, it's certainly been a great experience uh, watching you in the boardroom, Howie, and uh, working with you. Timmy and I came on board uh, when you were serving as an officer, so it's been, a, as I said, a great experience. You've taken the role of all your officer positions seriously and embraced all those in the boardroom. Uh, I think I can speak for all the members when I say thank you for your service and commitment to the section. Thank you so much. And on that note, I think that wraps up today's episode of Bunker Banter. As always, follow us on Instagram, download us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, or email Dennis and I if uh, you have any thoughts on the show, any topics you want to hear covered in future episodes. But I think it's time we uh, head on over to the spring meeting. To the spring meeting we go. Boom. <laughs>